Lawson Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. Woohoo! <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? I fucking love a mullet. You do? I love a mullet. It's a, it's a fuck handle. An earnest mullet. Oh, it's or something to steer with. It's something to steer with. I want reins on the horse. I'm not just going to let a Clydesdale just go to town without steering. It's so funny. You wouldn't get into a car without steering. I'm not going to get into a chav without having a wheel. So do you, do you, do you care whether it's earnest or ironic? There is no difference between the ironic use of a mullet and the earnest use of a mullet. It's the same as racism in comedy. <laughs> I, I, yep. All right, okay, so we are racist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've just been exposed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gay. Why? I just have the ironic representation of homosexuality and queerness <laughs> for those ticket sales, baby. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, the I death sat next to this while you're saying that. Yeah, where did you that, your, your stag party? <laughs> Not no. even. So, August to Friday. My, one of my best friends, my best bitch at my wedding, is a girl called uh, Jean. Uh, she, when she lived with me at our old place back in like the 2010s, would. Uh, she hated living with boys all the time, and a lot of her friends were boys. Yeah. So, for her birthday, me and five of her best boyfriends did her a nude calendar. That's fantastic. So for, for, for the listeners now, what uh, what Ruben is looking at is uh, one of the pages of the live calendar that has been turned into an oil yes, painting on canvas by Jean's mum. Jean's late mother painted this because she loved the photo so much. That's she very painted. beautiful. She did several attempts at it. There's another one. Where's, like, my, in this where's room. my Daniel Sloss nude calendar? Daniel Sloss and Kai Humphrey's nude calendar. Or can I be part of one? You know, absolutely. Oh, God, we should do a, we should do a Sloss and Humphrey's nude calendar. That yeah. would be a very... With for guests. Yeah. With, with guests. With Yes. I would pose. You should do it. We've been building up for this forever. While we're here. Oh God, Troy! Troy's up as well. Troy <laughs> Hawk. Tr- tr- no, Troy who films all my specials. He's an amazing photographer. Oh, also, yeah. Milo would do it. Troy Milo Hawk would, would do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a rig on him as well too. Mm. Oh God! I- well, you've noticed, Milo, have you? Have you got? What's happened here? Uh, oh, that was their. Tra- in was tra- this stop oil? That was in trans. <laughs> <laughs> They've come yeah. for even this. Yeah. Stop oil. Which Stop oil paintings. They wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> Your face just then was sheer disappointment. Well, because I, I had another joke lined up and I'm like, I don't want to fucking follow that. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stop oil from a man who's in there. Please check my oil position. Oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> nice, yeah. I like that. We all look for a dipstick. I always think, <laughs> and he is one. See, there's a tag. Look at all the tags yeah. just keep coming. I always look at stop oil. You know how they always attack art? Like, mm-hmm. Priceless art. And sport. if you want to make an impact on the world for a statement, the world does, the world absolutely demonstrably does not care about art. No. We don't care about art. We don't care about paintings. We don't care about price of sculptures. We don't give a shit about that. If you want to make an impact to the, the, the general public, attack sport. Start ruining sports. No, games. get off sports. They've been do doing that, that and it's like, doing me tits in. I don't want sports. Yeah. Yeah. It's doing my head in because there's a position where I'm like, you're probably right, but I hate you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, you're, you're getting, you're, you're actually turning the choir instead of preaching to them. It's it's like the people who, and don't be wrong, I agree with a lot of the stop all thing. Like we're in a fucking climate emergency and it's all fucking awful. Absolutely. And Rishi Sunak is uh, approving a hundred new gas and oil projects in the North Sea. Yeah. And, 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 and it all seems to be just getting worse. 
if you want to turn every single person against your fucking message, and this is where I believe in the conspiracy theory that just stop oil is actually funded by the oil lobbies. Oh, it's and doing a better job for the oil because lobbies. Because if you want to piss off every single member of the fucking public, stand on the road in front of them while they're trying to get to the yeah. work or the cinema or shops. People that are where they don't want to be for minimum it's just, wage. What, I think it's piss a thing those like, guys off. there's not a single person on earth that doesn't kind of get it on some level, except for sort of people who work in the oil industry. I just think we all know, and it's actually about getting the people in government to stop taking the money, to stop okaying the projects. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to do that because politicians love money and they want to grab everything while they still can for themselves because they know the clock's running out. There were protesters while Rishi Sunak was out in California with his family having a little holiday. Um... Which, fine, fair enough, if you're a politician, you need a fucking break. I hate you as a person, I despise your fucking wife, but your kids are innocent. Yeah, I've got plenty of things to get mad at, not your holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some stop oil protesters put some black fucking sheets over Rishi Sunak's ass. And I'm like, this. that, that yeah. every time, that every fucking time. Do it to the fucking politicians. Do Inconvenience it. them. 100%. Not, not the people who are kind of... Um, oh, what's the phrase? Uh, who are the bystanders who have to deal with their own unethical consumption? Well, the, yeah, yeah, because right? the, they're for, they're in a system. It's a thing of like sis, uh, systems, not people. All this stuff, and when you attack that, when you make an example of the politicians, you ridicule them. Then the public gets more on your side than if they're inconvenient. Exactly. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's a shame that that's how it works because, you know, it should just be, we all agree that it's awful and we should all fucking step down. But you've just got people who, because of, we've gone through a fucking pandemic, we're going through the fucking ninth recession in seven fucking years, like uh, unemployment's through the fucking roof. It's a real, the NHS is dying, it's real fucking brutal. But people, a lot of people are just tuning out because yeah. they don't want misery every fucking oh, day. Yeah. Also, what you're this. doing is you're not making a point. You're just making them more angry. This is very true. I will say this about rising unemployment rates. It has done wonders for amateur porn. <laughs> it has! <laughs> like OnlyFans and amateur yeah. porn, people uh-huh. are getting real imaginative. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. And people with no money are finding money. There yeah, are. Exactly. <laughs> and also people are caring less. I was watching the other day and a cat just walked into frame and out and they knew they would have had the chance to edit that or do a retake and they're like, nah, put it in. Yeah. Now I'm worried about that neural pathway that's no, been set. No, I walked that- past your cats and had an erection. Well, <laughs> one of them did wink and at me. And you love pussy. And you love pussy. Every so often. Yeah. yeah. It's Is not it... the base of my food pyramid. Do no. you dabble? I dabble. You dabble yeah. in pussy? Oh, good. No, but it's not. More for diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for the just for the sponsorship. Yeah. I will enemy lanes. I will say it's always going to be like your toddler eating broccoli, though. <laughs> it's it's going to look like I've eaten it, but I've just moved it around my plate a bit. Rupert. Rupert. No, it's not about gross Rupert, out one or more. anything. One more lick. <laughs> Rupert, you're not allowed to leave the bedroom until you do one more. How old are you? Right? Okay, you're thirty. I need thirty more licks, and then you can have dessert. Then you can lick a arsehole. If anything, Wait, it's the best way. It's the best way to get me to learn my ABCs. If anything, it's a literal. Program. <laughs> well, I will say actually- this though, I when I first started, I remember thinking I was doing like a really good job. And I reckon everyone when they're down there, men especially, think that they're doing like a really good job. And then I just felt that that little hint, that betrayal of the two fingers sliding down my forehead, trying to like nudge me into the right position. And at one point she just lost all fucking care and patience, grabbed me by my hair and steered me into the right position. Uh- and I realized I was in twatter to it. <laughs> <Put> it <right. laughs> 
And now this is why this is why I like going down on trans men because the dicks are so much easier to find. Yeah. <laughs> the clips are so much more present. Can I just get your 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 temperature uh, on this? Talking about every man thinks he's good at eating pussy. Uh, when I was newly single at the age of uh, twenty one, mm. I read two books on how to. Eat. I remember you did this you did research. Ah. I did. One was called "She Comes First. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and the other one was you were licking your finger to tell in the book, and I was like, "Did you learn that in the book?" <laughs> Why have you spat on your Kindle? <laughs> he's, he's sat there reading and he's like... <laughs> Is there like a little map there as well that had like a little touch-sensitive moment? Where yeah. you could... It was like, it was a Kindle vaginal version of Operation. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every time I liked the wrong bit, it would delete one of my fantasy novels. <laughs> That's motivation. Yeah. Um, I also just... I. You had such a fucking hilarious go at me and such a visceral, disgusted action, reaction to something I said to you in JFL. And I want to do the same thing because he does the exact same thing. Guy, do me a favor. How would you describe these? What are these? Trousers. What Pants. kind? But they're... Oh, like linens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, and you had a nickname for them that we came up with? Oh, they're champion slacks. Get out. <laughs> leave, leave, absolutely. That's an appropriation, an appropriation of queer culture, and it's a bastardization of everything I hold near and dear. Hold on, do we not make up champagne slacks? I said that he was like, That is the most straight thing <laughs> I have ever heard, and it's a reason why you should be rounded up, kept in cages with shot collars on. This is my it's usual. It's not even go- your approach to women, it's those two words. Champagne slacks. Champ- <laughs> it sounds like the worst yacht rock band. It sounds like it was made by men who were the reason women go to the bathroom in groups <laughs> this it's, is the reason we cover our drinks in bars it's like a madness cover band that's still trying to think of a play on buggy trousers <laughs> <laughs> it's an excuse for you not to go to a tailor anything that encourages the word slack in tailoring as opposed to biology i'm out <laughs> i'm out but it's like, you know, because you can just get, like, normal, like, linens from Primark and stuff, and they're just stuff that you wear around the house. And you? Uh, okay, can you? Can you? Can you? I, I definitely get linens cheap. from Primark. Why don't you ask the person most likely to shop in Primark, guys? As you... <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant me, but Matthew, everyone voted you. Everyone voted you, Matthew. Do you remember in... Um, uh, in Zara, when they started to, to write a please help me, they had started to so please help me, I'm getting paid this much in my slave workshop. That's the level of clothes. That's the problem with fast fashion. Like, that was so, such an amazing... That's a moment of protest where people went, oh, fuck, this is real. And then the world went, oh, yeah, but it's still going to sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're still going to sale. But also, Primark then for and stopped them doing that, so I've forgotten that that travesty existed. <laughs> Because yeah, that's, everyone's um, forgotten. It's gone. Yeah. Also, the viciousness of the news cycle these days is so quick that a yeah. new trauma, a new disaster, oh. a new thing happens so that these horrible things, they don't even get the chance to, to accumulate in your consciousness because mm. you're still doing control, alt, delete. You're still uh-huh. – what's that the thing where um, you back. don't use it on your – Right click. Right click, centre back. Is that so a sports reference? No, it's a Photoshop reference. Oh. Centre back. Centre back. I, I also thought Send you said centre back. Oh, centre back. That's why I said centre back. back. I was like, I got that. Right click. <laughs> right click. Centre um, back. And uh, or like when you don't use an app on your phone for too long and suddenly you have to re-download it. Yeah. Mm. That, I think that's what happens with our consciousness, with every yeah. new fucking thing, instead of having... Because mm. we really can't hold our lives. Yeah. 
our lives, our kids. If you have them, why would you? Uh, if uh, and and the news cycle. And how to function, so we all just become a bit. And and there's so much to care about that you stop caring about much because, yes. like for instance, if you find out that there's uh, suicide nets on the Apple building, and you're like, oh my god, that's horrific, and then get out your iPhone, Google that news story, and go, yeah, oh my yeah. god, it's true. And then, yeah, yeah. And then it's just also carry on tied with your into their, I think it's tied into their crèche, so the kids have like a little bouncy castle as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just have to bounce over the court. So it just gives them, yeah, yeah. it just gives them a tiny little bit of zest for life, so they can get back up there and yeah, start yeah. working. Yeah. We're like, surely that suicide attempt was super fun and well, has given you such an endorphin rush yeah. that you've remembered how fun it is to sew. Well, apparently, the Tories, I read this the other day, are trying to reclassify suicide as emigration for better optics <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> he emigrated to hell because yeah. suicide is a sin. And we were, it's very difficult for the boats to get across the channel if they're already trying to navigate through a sea of bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just putting uh, pennies on the eyes of the refugees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tories aren't going to waste pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Barely even fucking chocolate coins. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually, at one point, they're going to set up a Takeshi's type castle game show, which is you're allowed to live in Britain if, without any help, you can run from France to... England on the backs of the corpses without falling into the <laughs> Is this water. the greatest version of American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. our new immigration policy. Yeah. Yeah. Rishi Sunak is wanking himself silly to this podcast. He's he like, oh. big listener, I, I, by the and, way. I, and I did, I did, I was very kind to Rishi with this gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Suella Braveman has got fizzy knickers. Just listening to this, it's like the top of a head of Guinness. <laughs> no. I just can't get over how we we had we had Pretty Patel. Who is sort of Satan in a pencil skirt. Yes. And we thought, oh, we'll top it. Yeah. We'll top it and we'll do like a photocopy of her that's running out of ink. We'll do the Dobby the House Elf version of Suella Braverman, who's somehow more of a cunt. I remember for fucking less. 10 years, like maybe even more, like looking over at America and like the Republicans and then seeing the rise of Candace Owens mm. and all these ones. We, we see these Who black... Who is a fucking trail mix nutbag oh, right. of a woman? Uh, and, and... It's a black Republican, and you're like, oh, oh I, I just can't fathom. Hodge twins. It's like, it's like what I say about it's, you know, Scottish Tories are black Republicans. It's people or that don't know. Gay like, conservatives. Those. I never no. thought, uh, for so many years, I kept being like, fucking, that's how poor, like, the education system is in America, that you get black Republicans. You get these people that just, you know, and that's probably ignorant. There's probably plenty of black Republicans that support it for, like, e economic policies and whatnot. But just in my ignorant fucking mind, I'm like, we'll never get that over here. And then we got. Rishi Sunak is and Pretty Patel, who are Pretty like you, do, you don't you just need eyes to know that they're third or fourth generation immigrants yep. yeah. and they're pulling the ladder up from underneath yep. them. Absolutely, it, I think I always think of it as someone who has so much privilege that they've forgotten what it's like to be hunted. Because queer people, when you see a queer conservative, you go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you have drunk too much Kool Aid, babe," and they're following this thing because it works. For them, not for us, mm -hmm. and they're just—they're just putting out of their mind, or they're not thinking about the day that their own party is going to eventually come for them. Caitlyn yeah. Jenner, absolutely. Caitlyn fucking Jenner is a Republican who plays fucking golf with Trump, and you're like, and they are legislating against trans people, and Caitlyn Jenner is towing that line, and they don't uh, look. As a Jew, we're always told these the stories of they came for the socialists. I didn't speak up. I didn't get. I mean, I, and you, you, you are always bred of your your privilege in society is conditional on the power structure of the time. Right? Technically, my whiteness 
is conditional on the power structure of the time. Mm -hmm. Because for the right people to come into power, I'm no longer a very privileged member of society. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Yeah. But these people just forget that. They don't think they think they're untouchable. They don't realize it's fragile. What they're, they're sitting on the little, the little pyramid of uh, privilege that they're sat yeah. on is built in, with here. Because you, te- I tell you what, if the Republicans get every bit of power that they're trying to, Caitlyn Jenner will be out. She'll be in a fucking camp, an internment camp somewhere, caged with no rights. I or, she, or, or she will get fucking hate crimed on any fucking street in America, yep. and absolutely nothing will happen. Like, she'll just be beaten within a fucking inch of her life, or maybe to death. And all the Republicans will be like, well, at least there's no more trans people in the Republicans' party. Like, we've just, we've we've done a little fucking clear out here. Like, here's a, you know, we're not going to put her on the note or anything. So do do Republicans, like, see her, her being a Republican as a good thing? Like, a hall pass? Like, look, we are inclusive. Or do they say it as like yeah, but it's, fly in, in the ointment? In the, in the same way that these are the same fucking Republicans that have been like, you know, it was the Democrats that actually wanted slavery and it was Republicans who released them. You're like, yeah, that is true. But also in the 150 years since then, those parties have swapped sites yeah. And, yeah. and they're now different. You've chosen to ignore 150 years, years yeah. of Based fucking Based on the colour of the tie they're wearing. In, in order to it's, go, but on a t- it's a very comedian way to justify it, <laughs> right? And, and therefore and it has no... there's p- no right-wing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's... How much right-wing comedy is there in Australia? Um, they tend to move to the States pretty quick. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, I yeah. could... Because the UK actually, is very left-leaning. Australian comedy is very left-leaning. I would say Indian comedy is hugely left-leaning. Some Eastern European, I'd say it's more middle, but you will see the people that grew up on, like, fucking Joe Rogan trying that edgy stuff. Uh, but then you've also be got... left-leaning, but still right of centre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, left from everybody else. Who, like, I guess more yeah. right of centre who want to play both sides of the... Um, they say, oh, I'm centrist. I'm centrist. I'm centrist. But what it really means is they're just like taking pot shots at the left and calling them pussies. Yeah. Which feels a bit Trumpy and it feels a bit right wing. But I mean Elliot Steele. Cut that. Um, so like Elliot Steele. It's just another reason for them to be like, oh, I'm just going to put my big boots on and I'm going to take pot shots at the left because they're fucking pussies. And I want to say the word faggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to say the word tranny. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that, man, that's what I mean. And this is from someone who... Incorrectly, regularly says "faggot" in the company where he's given the. Yeah, promotion. but that's mainly because that's your safe word. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're like, the dick is too deep in me. Yeah, faggot, 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 faggot. <laughs> And to be fair, some of the biggest queer comedians in the world have not given you license, but they've told you to say it. They've had the paddle in their hands and been like, "Fucking say it." You know and what you should do you though. It, it reminds when you, when you do this with dialogue, it reminds me of like when people get children to swear. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there's a little four-year-old going, "Fuck!" You know, it's funny, but you know they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So, Don't do it in school. Don't do it outside of this one. Well, that's how I had to change kindergartens. Yeah, I got chucked out of kindergarten, my first kindergarten, because uh, at three years old, mum was having a cocktail party. And she said, oh, this will be funny, right? So she told me a joke and then stood me up on the table and made me recite the joke. And the joke was, why did they call it a smear test? If they called it a cunt scrape, no one would go. <laughs> now, n- admittedly, not an amazing joke. Not a bad one. But in the arms of a three-year-old. <laughs> magic. And it killed. And I remember it killing. And then the next and day. And now I'm a comedian. <laughs> and now I'm a comedian. The math is there. And the next day, mum just got a phone call being like, um, we... Show and tell today with Ruben was interesting. 
Because, of course, what happened was the kids didn't get it, but they saw all of the teachers fall to the ground laughing. And then the kids just started saying cunt scrape. So they had this little army of three-year-olds being like, cunt scrape, cunt scrape, cunt scrape. And they're like, we're fucked. The the parents are going to kill us. So you (laughs) raised the awareness of a smear test to the consciousness of these three-year-olds who are going to grow up and get tested for cervical cancer. And HPV. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you? you? Yeah, you did a good thing. I'm a community service. Yeah. I, uh, just to go back to like the... I I think we should be swabbing more more toddlers Mm. for sexually transmitted diseases. We'll do a parent special. With so much of this is unusable. Oh, you'd be surprised what these cunts listen to. You'd be theirs. We have lowered their standards so much over the past almost decade. Yeah, I think and the title of this podcast is for the advanced access. The title yeah. of this podcast is Conscript. Great, perfect. Yeah, Done. yeah. I, mean, um, I I completely and utterly agree with like, especially in America. Like, uh, you've for some reason American comedy is so much more right leaning. Unless you're in like West Coast, and so, oh, I guess not all of it. It's, it's such a big country; it would have been possible to generalize it. But you, the, your Joe Rogans, your Chappelle's, and the people that go on those sort of podcasts, uh, those are all fucking right leaning comedians uh, and and stuff, and they'll make fun of the left. And I'm like, absolutely right. That's where you are. You're allowed to make fun of the left. In the same way that I'm on the left, I'm allowed to make fun of the right. What you're doing is not impressive. Right to go on stage in front of a bunch of right wing people and say a bunch of things to the right wing people is not impressive. Like that's the comedic equivalent of splits for claps. Yeah, yeah. You see a dancer just going into the splits and he goes woo. Yeah. It's like that's a basic skill. And yeah. I've said this on the exact same opposite fucking side. Fucking lefties that go on stage. Let's blur this name out. Going on stage and saying fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, immigration is necessary, racism is bad, trans people are people too, we need to protect uh, LGBT children. Absolutely. I agree with all those things. Saying that at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival... It's not like when's the Edinburgh Comedy Festival? Are <laughs> <laughs> we not at yeah. the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Oh, is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to reframe <laughs> what festival you think you're at. This is a festival that is multidisciplinary. Not everything has to be funny, and if it's oh, not funny, you're, it's pissed, art. you're pissed off a theatre boy. <laughs> <laughs> Close her out, bitch. I I go. Uh, I'm, uh, my but, my comedy is always going after the right, but I make but sure. I that agree. The- I agree with you on this. I agree what? that you need to be able to say what you're saying in a way where the message is almost secondary to the art with which you say it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, And I agree, but also part of me goes, we're at a moment in society where that message, A, it's wonderful for it to be reinforced with an audience, and B, if that person is successful enough and they're getting on mainstream TV and they say it, Oh, actually, here's a, I'm changing my mind halfway through. If they're saying it in a mainstream form with not enough art, does it do its job by converting people? Or is it just making them go, oh, for fuck's sake, another lefty, blah, Inflammatory, blah, blah, blah. So just stop oil. That's what I, yeah. often, that's are, what are I often Are they the think. comedic equivalent of just stop oil where people just roll their eyes? <laughs> that's, that's often my fear of it. Like, I know I could go, and don't get me wrong, I've, you know, I've done progressive, I had a show about, you know, men being held accountable for all of our responsibility in sexual assault. And, yeah. and, and, and that was, you know, and the, to be fair, that wasn't a message to either the left or the right. That what was, was a, it a message to? 
Um, just to well, to be to men, men like, who are turning their uh, turning their head like blind, a blind and yeah. maybe even if it's an unconscious blind eye to the red flags of your friends. Yeah. Yes, to some just, things aren't partisan. Some things yeah. are just societal. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to, to, for, well, the for, basic statement I just said just then. So anodyne. Our experience was there was this guy who had been friends with us for years, and we trusted him. He was one of my really fucking good friends, yeah. and we found out after all this that he was a rapist. Like, yeah. and, it, and it, it was unequivocal. It was undeniable. We eventually got him to fucking. The one it, one incident it. showed him up, and a few more like stories yeah. followed. And, it was and, like uh, fucking un- unplugging a weed, and there's fucking so much underneath it. Yeah. And if we're being really brutally honest with ourselves, why? Were there signs, and did we choose to like ignore them, or sort of not ignore them, but sort of brush them off as like, oh, you know, that's what he's like, and he would never take it farther because we never saw him take it farther because it would only be banter in front of us, mm-hmm. and we took it as that, and then to find out that what we'd accidentally been doing is sort of allowing him to heading and abetting. Yeah, even yeah. even my own wife said like she would never leave him with her friends. Yes. Because she, because I was just like, oh, he's always flirting, and he had success with women. So you look at that as, like, if he was getting zero success, you would look at him and just go, he's a. But fucking, that's not how. Like, he's a creep. So, yeah, there but you go. Come, I'm entitled to women's space. I'm entitled to women's uh-huh. body. I have success with women. I take that further. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And also, we discount women's experiences. We discount women saying, oh, by the way, here's the thing. We go, yeah, you're just overreacting. You're hysterical. Your womb's making you emotional. Yes. Aye. Yeah, you're thinking with your ovaries. Yeah. So, my thing was like the crushing realization for us that we hadn't done enough and, we, mm. you know, we'd done less than enough. Just it was the glass shattering and you're just saying that it was there, wasn't aye. it? Like, I think yeah. that, but that's a non part. It is fucking roasting in here. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a room you definitely are doing compression sessions in because you haven't got any ventilation which for a oh, Jew is which, culturally yeah. triggering <laughs> we actually do have it's ventilation right we just too. can't have it on during the podcast because it'll be too it loud it just hums too loud <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so you've got an iron lung in the room somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kara's doing very well we'd rather have sweaty guests than poor audio That's I, I understand Yeah, I uh, get it so this is Working a treat, though. Oh, good, good. And and something you absolutely want to fan yourself with. I I'm imagine. having a great time. Yeah. This might be my new merch. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do the new calendar, I will. Oh, man, speaking of your merch, there was one bit in GFL. You've got your big, beautiful fan. Yeah. Uh, that you, because it was fucking boiling hot GFL. And, and, and you're like, you with that fan is like those... Little nerds that got really good at those switchblades, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, the butterfly knife. That yeah, 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 yeah. That's like you like ba ba ba. And I would look at this, and it's your big gorgeous face, big giant grin on your face, and just my dumbass fucking brain. It's here. I'm like, it's just Ruben holding the microphone. Just Ruben holding the microphone. That makes fucking sense. And it wasn't until like fucking day two. I think you said it to Darcy Michael because he went, "Geez, that's amazing. Whose cock is that?" And I went, "What?" And he went, the cock on the fan. <laughs> the, the fish is ripping with just a cock on his hand. Like a huge, <laughs> huge turgid cock, like erect cock in my hand with drips of pre come on. It's a real photo. And then the huge text over the top says, child of divorce. <laughs> um, and actually, if you come to the K-hole on the final weekend, you'll see that cock in action. He's one of the guests on the K-hole. Oh. Oh, wow. yeah. His name's... Elliot Steele. Elliot Steele. <laughs> His name is Elliot Steele. Uh, yeah, you'll see that. It's a great bit of merch and no one ever sees it until after the fact. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I couldn't believe how p- subliminal it was. It's Even- a magic eye, if anything. You need to shake your head and go cross-eyed and then it comes at you. A magic nice. racial slur eye. <laughs> you know, the... You know, the you know. 
you know, to what? What's the what? You know, what's the hole in the dick? Oh, oh. <laughs> you fucking urethra. Is that so? That's the, urethra. The, it's called a urethra, you, you children. Or you, sometimes, as all in, you can eat soft serve. <laughs> as in urethra, Franklin. That's you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our lady of Hull, the first lady of Hull. Yeah, that was my drag name until it became Vaseline Dion. That's so nice. good. <laughs> Talk about getting something stiff. Oh. Oh, oh bugger. This. I didn't know you were under a flight path. Gross. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I wanted to, but now I think I'm going to move beyond gender for drag. And now my new stage name, I want to be a grinder name that I saw here in Edinburgh three nights ago, which killed me. It was just Plugs Bunny. Great. Nice. Do you ever have those moments where as a comedian – you look at something a member of the general public has done and gone, that is objectively funnier than anything I have poured my heart and soul into writing mm. and crafting. Yeah. Because sometimes that lightning strike of inspiration just goes. It's hard to trust the public, though, because that member of public might have just getting it from a sitcom that year. Don't watch yourself. And it could be like The Office. How about uh, this? My brother is one of the funniest people I know, right? But he's also like definitely on the spectrum, but undiagnosed. But he shits me, so he probably is. Uh and he and I love sitcoms, have grew up on Golden Girls, The Nanny, Frasier, all of those. And he continually suggests alts and continually like throws jokes at me. And half of them are hilarious. But I can't use them because I'm not sure whether he's lifted a line yeah. from something. Being an original. Yeah, or being original because he's mm -hmm. just got that mind that... Jumbles everything. I think that a lot of joke theft from open mic comedians is just from taking their mates' jokes as original thoughts. Yeah, or fucking mm. things that... Oh, that'll work in me set because you're just clutching for material because you're new. Funny things that they saw on fucking Reddit and used for themselves. Yeah. Um, my favourite uh, drag name is... I'm from a place in Scotland just across the bridge called Fife. Yep. And the way uh, Fife people say... Uh, well, even a lot of Scottish people, the way they say from is Faye. Uh, so Craig's drag name is Faye Fife. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. I did a gig. Craig and I did the fourth on the fringe. Fourth on the fringe that with the Playhouse, which is a great gig. Mm. I was like, when else do you get a chance? When else do it's I? Sorry, yeah. get a chance to play a three thousand seater auditorium? You yeah. fuck. And <laughs> twice we did it. And then Craig went on after me, and he, of course, he killed, yeah, killed, probably. crushed it. But could I understand a single word that Craig said in that beautiful sound system? Could I fuck? I saw a clip of, um, I don't know where this comedian was from, but it was not from uh, the UK, uh, America or Australia. She was playing, like, I think fucking Bannermans in Edinburgh. Somebody tagged me. She played me this fringe. And it's this uh, girl being like, so I'm from whichever part of Europe I'm from. Uh, I went to see Daniel uh, Sloss tonight. He's not as good without the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Which is such a good and fucking because man, when I'm on stage at home, especially during the fringe, I fucking forget that of course there's, there's international. Let guests the safety that, catch yeah. up. And I drink more whiskey than I normally would. I'm fat, talking faster than I normally would because it's not. I don't yeah. have to elocute as much as I would have to do in Lithuania. And then I'm just like, oh, there's, there's, I've got Indian fans all over the world. There's probably like fucking fifty of them being like. That, what, that, huh? what motherfucker? That's what was nice about it. And then they realise the show is 90 minutes of you slurring your way through your set. Yeah. And they're like, oh, for yeah. God's Both sake. Both are swear words and racial slurs. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my, uh, I believe my new pronoun is she slur. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I go. We had a uh, sign language at one of the Playhouse gigs. So 
I, I, I even made a joke. I, I was like, I don't know how she's going to do the accent. She's going to have to break her fingers. That's fucking great. And, uh, and uh, it was nice because it made you so that you could be understood. Yeah. Like, instead of just being myself, I was like, be me in Estonia. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. So I... I'm going to ask you a question, Ruben. I asked you this off camera, and you said you'd be fine with answering it on camera. Um, <laughs> Don't frame it like that. That makes me sound like the monster. <laughs> like, no, I want it makes this. you sound like I you're w- doing due diligence, and I'm no. the asshole. Ru- Ruben said, I want this on record. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I want none of this on record, and I'm being coerced, because if they don't, they won't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> they won't do it. They... Uh, there's this thing that's been going on and like I, I feel like a lot of people especially me are very scared to have like an opinion on it because it's absolutely not my place to have an opinion on it but this is a podcast and that's where people who shouldn't have opinions get to have opinions yes absolutely how do you feel about the free Britney movement now that she is free and we've <laughs> seen what she's like <laughs> I think, look, I am obviously what has happened if you have either too many boundaries or none at all, Mm -hmm. right? And both are very bad. And she's someone who's had an arrested development at childhood. Mm -hmm. So, in effect, we have given a toddler unimaginable wealth and access and we're seeing what that does we're seeing what happens if someone with a lot of trauma doesn't she she didn't get the help she needed nope and now she's not getting any help at all but she has millions of dollars and a boyfriend who is made of abs pecs a face and dick and quite frankly i would go through any amount of trauma (laughs) if it meant i got to be jackhammered by the latin hercules Like, if it meant that my family had to hate me and I had to be filled with drug addiction, anxiety, social pressure, suicide ideation, if it meant that I got to be filled like a profiterole daily by that man. Everybody's worried about that and Ruben's just going, but have you seen that fella? But have you seen this man? Like, give me millions of dollars and a fuck sling yeah. and babies, babies day out. Oh, because, like... The- I mean, you've nailed it on the head there. Like, she, like so many, she was a child star. That stunts your growth. And, yeah. To a, to an immense degree. We Like, there's terms for it now. There's psychology. Yeah, we, we all put on we the shortest that, leash ever for the longest time. Yeah, yes. we all know that Macaulay Culkin peaked at the end of My Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. When he died from bee stings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just went, right, that's when he died, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he died. Uh, and, and, and obviously, I don't think she... she should have been in the conservatorship. I imagine. I can't. I can't imagine what a prison that fucking. You felt can't like. be a prison. You can't be in prison, but you also can't be totally free. I just think that's true of everyone. Yeah. And especially when you're in a level of fame, even as a functioning adult. I mean, you still need therapy. You still need guidance. I mean, look at all three of us in varying degrees of fame. I mean, obviously not in order, but <laughs> we, all need, <laughs> we all need a little bit of 
help guidance perspective. Yes. And she's not going to get that now. No, because because after all these years of, I imagine, feeling so oppressed in a conservatorship, even if she does have people around her who are looking after her best interests, how is she going to trust that anyone yep. has her best interests? Because for 20 plus years, she was told in this prison that it was all in her best interests. But I just, like, we all agree that children should not have social media because it does untold damage to their fucking brains and it's hard to fucking process. And also children shouldn't become famous because it's the same sort of thing. So then give this person with the rest of development access to 40, 50 million Instagram followers who adore her rightfully so because of all of her fucking talent. Who have actually been influenced by her. But yes. also, like, there is a huge confusion in social media for even everyday people between the difference between who are my friends and people who I listen to and who are my followers. And if I have followers, does that mean that I am a leader? Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. You are not a leader. No. You are not a leader. The terminology of followers is really fucking insidious yeah. and very just specific. Just call them disciples. Just put that. Disciples. How many disciples? You got on Twitter. They're all synonyms uh-huh. for this. And they, the relationship is skewed. The power balance is skewed. And that's where you get... If we move away from Britney, we move to just basic people on the internet being like, I have a voice and it deserves to be heard. Does it, Karen? No. Should we be doing our own research on vaccines? No. No. I mean, I have interesting feelings about vaccines because I took my last Pfizer shot in the forehead purely out of habit. Right? (laughs) I don't want to say my plastic surgeon is busy, but she's got a forklift license. Right? But this is like, it's a dangerous moment mm-hmm. for people. And Britney's um, a real flag for that, I think. Because he, he, I think Britney's an interesting thing because one, you can she can be pilloried, she can be made fun of. But while people are making fun of her, they're really cognizant of the emotional cost and they have a lot of empathy and sympathy for it as well. I just didn't think after like growing up and like watching Britney when I was a kid, I didn't think there would ever be a future where I felt guilty wanking over her nipples <laughs> because nobody <laughs> stops her posting things so i've seen britney's nipples i've seen her butthole i've seen her vagina because they get taken out eventually but she's man she's Where have all you seen britney's butthole on instagram <laughs> man, we can't mean? see the butthole edit of cats but we can see britney's butthole yeah man she in, in like she does she does dancing a lot of the time a lot of her videos are dancing because that's her like expressing herself and she's she loves dancing of course and but she does it in like very like revealing clothes and sometimes and she posts like nudes all the time with things over her yeah, nipples like, i'm yeah. confused because it's everything i've ever wanted but <laughs> but then, can then, i say but this is where context is important yes we all want to have these sexual fantasies but if they're not in the correct way no. if they're not in that way then suddenly you go okay okay then we all have a good a good understanding of context consent all those kinds of things informed consent also like a dim cap defense what's a dim cap defense diminished capacity it's where you go oh well they weren't they have a diminished capacity to have cognizance of the Would situation that be, like, or, drunk or just or she to, was drunk enough to say yes and that counts as well, a well te- technically technically dim cap is when someone is trying to get out of a murder charge and like they weren't in their right mind they couldn't tell right from wrong they exactly. were diminished capacity oh, okay that kind so of thing so it's on but the it's, perpetrator's the dim cap yeah but i think you could use it in this case for we're all about okay does this person have a diminished capacity to say yes to say no to post this knowingly and then go oh does this mean i have access to this should i be watching this it's the same thing as when someone leaks someone's nudes mm. and you go oh well i feel there's part of me that wants to look at this and there's a part of me that knows oh this person doesn't want this about it's an interesting social thing now because in australia 
Sorry, didn't know that reflex still worked. In Australia, <laughs> in Australia, someone dropped on Twitter a collated um, file, a Dropbox file of forty different AFL players' nudes. Oh yeah, and I imagine you're going to do something now, which is like American politicians running for uh, presidency in the uh, late nineties or the two thousands uh, when they're like. Did you ever smoke marijuana when you were in university? You didn't inhale, did like, Yes, but I didn't inhale. <laughs> the, it's the, the nude leagues are like, yes, I looked at them, but I didn't. I was talk. flaccid. <laughs> I was flaccid the whole time. Not even a bit of pre-cum, yeah. uh, which is rare because I'm like a faucet. I um, <laughs> No, 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 I searched. I absolutely <laughs> searched. Fuck them. They're guilty of so much. Football is so fucking toxic. Let them oh, get a taste of medicine. Look at the justify. But, I know, no, right? <laughs> But it was so interesting because immediately everyone went out of their way to be like, this is a, a violation of these privacy. These men should be treated with the same deal. And all those people who did that would and you're be like, this. he's got his cock out beside a sheep. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, these, these weren't nudes that he sent to a lover of his that his jilted lover then used as revenge. These are drunk. These are just drunk nudes. This isn't, what, this isn't what happened to Jennifer Lawrence. And what happened to Jennifer Lawrence was she was in a trusting relationship with someone who then got out of the relationship and they used that as revenge yeah. porn. Was that right. what happened? It wasn't is, a hacked cloud. Is that what happened? Was it? Oh, was it hacked? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hacked. But also, okay, this sorry. is the other part of it is uh, I know for a fact that in Australia, if that had been a woman, if that had been Sophie Monk, if it had been Abby Chatfield, if it had been any of the Australian female celebrities. Elliot Steele, Elliot Steele. Elliot Steele, Elliot Steele, Elliot Steele. <laughs> you can say those names. That's not, yeah, no. yeah. Australia would have been like, fucking let's have them. Let's have them. Let's see it. But it's because of Australia's worship of these severely um, severely toxic men and sportsmen and sport that they would have been, they're like, fucking, this is a disrespectful to these men. And also these men are told that they're gods and they're kept as children as well. Yeah. And it's also like you don't, actually, you don't actually care about their nudes being leaked. You just like it as a... Want to yeah, get but, off. Yeah, but, but, oh, but, you did, but you did this too and you say it and now you're a hypocrite. It's just, it's not an actual... It's like when, I often feel it, whenever in this country... Whenever the conservatives call someone anti-Semitic and they and they go after anti-Semitism, and I think anti-Semitism is awful and something that should He's absolutely be because you're here. He never says this. No, I know. He never says this. <laughs> I know. You're lucky. My rabbi is right over there, and he has a gun. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you just pointing to the target areas that he's meant to aim at? He's like head, sternum, shoulder, shoulder. But it's but sternum. It's, Whenever she was right in the diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, whenever these conservatives, especially the, the ones that are more prone to just being hate-filled in general, the ones that are, the, and not all conservatives are bigots, that would be a stupid thing to say. Uh, there are bigots on both sides. But the bigots and the conservatives, when they start piling on, the Jeremy Corbyn's an anti-Semitic, you're like, that you was fucking hate the Jews. You I don't know. like the Jews. They, they hate the Jews, but they love the Jews' money. I think, I personally, I think that was a big old Trump up. I think that, not Trump up is the wrong, like, it's the right word, but it doesn't work anymore. I think that was just um, a tactic. I just think it was a tactic. Yeah. Corbyn has a great long history of supporting Jewish people. I think there is anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. 100%. I also think there's anti-Semitism in the Conservative Party. Did Corbyn do enough? Maybe not, but it was absolutely a wonderful way for the conservative media to oust him because his his um, I keep on saying memento manifesto. His manifesto and his budget 
were fucking brilliant yeah. and completely fundable, completely economically yeah. it made sense, which is more than the Tories have ever done. Yeah. And they, they, they slit his Achilles heels before he could even run the race. And the majority of voters don't even read it anyway. I've no. argued with people about because I, I read all of them and then uh, all the manifestos and had like arguments with people who hadn't read any of them and I'm like why are we even having a conversation? You haven't got. They'd be like, what about exactly. Jamie Corbyn's yeah. magical money tree? And you're like, that's just a Murdoch media phrase that yeah, they yeah, put been, in. Yeah, you've been given a party line. He just gets to be smeared with the dirty word of socialist. But then you look at all the great things that the UK is based on, and they are socialist values. And it, the, NHS, the NHS, the greatest fucking medical system in the world, is a socialist scheme. Yes. Uh-huh. People are worried about socialists because it's a step away from communism, and the only version of communism they know is fascism using communism as a Trojan horse. It's, it's the thing that's always like. I love that uh, we're getting into this uh, on this podcast, straight from Britney Spears' butthole to this. <laughs> the range. I always get annoyed whenever I speak to. Because uh, I, I think, especially in America, because of the power of the media over there, people cannot. People wouldn't be able to tell you what socialist and communist is. They wouldn't be able to define either, yeah. at least of all, separate them from each other. And of course, there have been horrific, horrific regimes in history that have, I feel have disguised themselves as socialists and exactly but what they doesn't negate the fact that what they did was fucking horrific and they're like socialism doesn't work socialism doesn't work I'm like okay you don't get to claim to be the greatest country in the fucking world if you couldn't make this thing work because if socialism is going to work in any country in the world surely it will work in the greatest country on the planet and if you cannot fucking implement it like Norway did like Sweden did it motherfucker you are not the greatest greatest country in the world and not by a long I, shot I got really frustrated with uh, my friends back home that who like argued against socialism when they were like oh well I, I don't want them to take my money and give it to other people and I'm like oh whoa dude you'd be getting it you'd be getting <laughs> it you'd be getting the money you'd like you're getting 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 it. It. look you're... at where you are you have, you have severe delusion as to where you sit on the economic <laughs> ladder bitch yeah, uh-huh. we would be taking money away from people you have no idea how wealthy these people are uh-huh. you can't no fathom idea. the money they've got uh, just to do a slight uh, shift uh, away, um, I don't know if you guys discussed this. Uh, I can't remember if you guys discussed it in your podcast. When did you actually start stand-up? Um, was it cabaret? It was cabaret first for you, right? Yeah. So I, um, I was in musical theatre and they tried to fire me from a touring production of Evita, which they couldn't do because they didn't follow protocol of warning, warning disciplinary action however i would walk on stage and turn upstage as the doctor diagnosing a vita with uterine cancer and lift up my um my doctor's coat and i would have my balls out with a smiley face written on them <laughs> to a vita in the hospital bed uh or sometimes i would have a clipboard that i was meant to like oh turn the page on oh, that's the diagnosis and no 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 and on the back of the clipboard i would have myra hindley's headshot <laughs> And you kept your job because of bureaucracy. Yeah, I kept my job purely because of red tape, you know. Thank the Tories. And um, I deserved to be fired, but they couldn't do it. But I was also getting fantastic reviews. Yeah. But I hated the regimented nature of it. I hated the repetition. I hated the hierarchy of it. It had a high school vibe. And high school is such a shit place for me. I just have an allergy to anything like that. So then I saw Cabaret in the UK, which was a host coming on stage singing and talking shit in between acts. Like, oh, I can do that. No one tells you what to do. No one tells you what to wear. You can roast the public. I can roast the public. I can be a smart ass. You can roast the fucking acts if they're shite and you don't want them back. Actually, the more you roast them, the better the night is. 
And it's a, like a true sign of love if you're roasting the acts, if you do it well, right? Yes, like yes. Sanford Comics. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. So I kind of just jimmied my way into a cabaret gig by saying, I'm a West End star. Not true. I'm a huge deal in Australia. Not true. Did a gig here, got it filmed, went back to Australia on the next trip, told them I'm direct from London, I'm a huge star. And they went, we love that. And then I did that. And then I started doing cabaret hosting. And, you know, like stand-up gigs do 50 quid a night, 100 quid a night or something at that time. And the cabaret gig was like 300 pounds to host. And I could do it four nights a week. And if I played it right, I could do an early show and a late show. So I was like, well, I'm never, ever going to go into stand-up. I'm just going to do cabaret. And that's and what put me aside from a lot of other cabaret hosts was that I didn't just have my same 10 minutes mm. that I just repeat on repeat or rinse and repeat. Um, I had more jokes, more jokes, more jokes. My songs and my bits stretched. And you're also so very good in the room. Like, I, like you, and I would say the same for uh, Craig Hill here. I would also say the f- same for Emmanuel. There are comedians who, when they walk on stage, even if they've got this entire brilliant back catalogue of material... You could do comfortably 30 minutes just with the fucking kraut yeah. easily. Mm. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely heckle proof because you react within a split second of the heckle leaving the mouth. Yeah. You don't ponder over what the fuck they've just said or whatever. You fuck. I remember there was a guy front row at the comedy store and you were crouched down an inch from his face the minute the words left his mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, go on. Yeah, yeah, what have you got to say to me right now? Yeah. Come on. And he shrunk. <laughs> he shrunk to that size. It- my, my response to Eckler is so different. I go for the, uh, mine's is the teacher method, right? Yeah. Which Let is them you, sitting in the silence wait, for a if bit. If you heckle, I'll go, uh, even if I heard them, I'll go, what did you say? And they'll say it again, and I'll be like, so, acoustics, man. Could you say it one more time? And they'll, they are losing call because the second time, first time they didn't get laugh, the repetition absolutely did not get laugh. The third time, they're, they're like, uh, uh, nothing. You go, right. You say, and, and, and then I won't make any jokes about it, because I want no. you to know the second you join in, everything stops. I, Funny is over. I used to have a thing that I would do, which was someone would say whatever they did, and I would just stop the show and wait. And wait, and wait, and just go, right, we've learned what happens when you speak, and then move on. <laughs> nice, yeah. Let the bouncy castle go down. Yeah. yeah. And then pump it back up again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just go, look, everywhere the fun stops. The fun it's, stops. If it's you're... very funny, but I, um, yeah, I love the room. I've always loved the room. And I've only really started stand-up sets mm-hmm. maybe the last year because I signed with comedy management mm-hmm. who like, we're putting you in stand-up rooms. You have to yeah. do stand-up rooms. W- w- you were saying to us out there, and this, uh, this was when you tapped into the fucking soul of my comedy heart. Uh, your show, first of all, 90 minutes, obviously, as all good shows should be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're in a 75 minute s- slot. No, I'm in a 60 minute slot. So, oh, so, right. That I'm stretching with the second knuckle of my act, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, and and you've got a narrative, and obviously I love I love shows with fucking yeah. narrative and stuff. And mm. I, I and don't get me wrong, I love straight stand up. I think it's the best and it's the purest form of it. But I think especially at it an adds, arts it adds festival, next level of engagement if you've got something it, to keep man, up with. I've, I've said it a thousand times. I've seen Lee Evans live, and he made me cry with laughter. And the next day, if you asked me to repeat any of his jokes, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm. I remember the first time I saw Jim Jeffries in the UK, where he was doing his gun control routine. Mm. And I could t- uh, the next day I could repeat that whole set word for word and like the whole fucking story because there was this narrative all the way through and it just and also I think making an audience laugh is one thing but when you 
make them think either by challenging them or, or, or skewing something that they thought was one way and you're able to pitch in another, that leaves an impression. And I think it's a, I don't think it's a better way of doing it, but it's a way that I sort of relate to more. Mm. I Attaching jokes to structure. Yeah. I just think uh, narrative, there's an old thing in, in script writing, which is it's not what happens that matters, it's what happen it's what what happens matters to the people and it's just a way of raising stakes so jokes hit harder and it means the jokes serve as a function because if you go somewhere emotional dark something with meaning and then you wrench the audience back out with a joke they get that wonderful rewarding experience of laughter through tears it's mm-hmm. like a laughter at a funeral yes which is feels dangerous it feels wrong it's a relief i just I've always loved being able to go somewhere with an audience that they're not expecting. And I love, I'm an old, I grew up watching like the Marx Brothers, Danny Kaye and Jackie Mason and a lot of Jewish performers. And that's where humor is in many ways a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something really relatable about that to everyone. Uh, And especially if you can bring a foreign experience to someone's life that's not relatable at the start, but by the end they go, oh, my God, I know exactly what that feels like. You're also doing good in the world while not forcing the message down their throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're giving people a fresh lens of perspective that yeah. they didn't see the world through before the show. Absolutely. And again, don't get me wrong, I love straight stand-up. I love straight stand-up. But Who's when your favourites at the moment? At the moment, I really love Vidura. Oh. Uh, Vidura Bal. Bal. Oh, God, I hope I, I got that Vidura. name right. Oh, I haven't heard of... Once he, they're doing, he's doing the, um, the, uh, the, the are they out the fringe? The K hole, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah they're K-hole. here. They're doing a couple of nights. I really like them. Calm was it? Here he is. Um, Vidura Burr. Can I make myself yeah. So, oh man, Vid- I have not heard of this guy. Vidura Burr. I think he's wonderful. I think he's great. Look, I actually really love and never get tired of watching Rosie Jones. I love Rosie Jones. I think she's fucking brilliant. I'm really interested to see Helen Bauer. I know who Rosie Jones is, but I've never seen her. Helen Bauer, I've seen a bunch of times. She's class. I've never seen Rosie do a full show, but I've also never not seen her smash a 10 minute. Crush. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crush a set. Um, Who else? Helen's got fucking great energy, hasn't she? She's just. I just love anyone who's not afraid to scream an entire set that is Prosecco and burritos at an audience. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Lou Wall on Thursday. Oh, my God, you're going to die. You're going to fucking die. Yeah, it's it's not stand-up. Great. It's something different. I also really like um, Gillian Cosgriff's show, Actually Good. Okay. Uh, Again, she's not a stand-up. It's a structure, and she's funny. Okay. Very funny. But it's a show that you just go, oh, I'm going to happy cry through this and I'm going to laugh. Great. Um, those kinds of things always touch me more than straight stand-up. But for me, old school stand-ups like Judy Gold, Wendy Liebman, Jackie Mason, Jackie, um, sorry, yeah, Jackie Mason, those are the people I grew up watching. Joan Rivers. Yeah. Like, but there's an hour of Joan Rivers, where it's, it's just one-liners. It's old vaudevillian American-style stand-up. Mm-hmm. I'd love to say, obviously, you, but I've never seen a show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love your wounded deer set. Fucking that What did you say when I came up? It's like, it's amazing that we could be so different but have so much crossover. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. We did this scene. I was like, all I talk about is blood, shit, piss and cum and Tories. And similar. (laughs) Similar. But, you know, I was like, I've got to put you in heels and let you do my set. And no one will know the difference apart from the accent. (laughs) They'll just think I've had a head injury. Uh, (laughs) And I'll put you in, what's the opposite of champagne? I'll go pop pop slacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your tracks are me (laughs) doing a set in just trackies and nothing else. So you circumcised then? Yes. Yeah, full Jew. Good luck. Full Jew. (laughs) Go on. Excuse me. Um, I shouldn't have called your bluff there. (laughs) I should never have called your bluff. Um... Because, like, I, I often associate, like, when you go to America, and obviously in the UK, just none of us are circumcised, really, unless it's a religious thing or a medical thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole island of anteaters. <laughs> yeah, we get we get told it's unhygienic. Yeah. But it would, like, also be hygienic to knock me teeth out. I also... F- <laughs> <laughs> and convenient. I, um... I just look, personally, I would rather me not be circumcised. I just think maybe just don't put a knife anywhere near a child's genitals unless it's for a very Mm. important reason. And aesthetics or a rule based on when we didn't have running water, refrigeration, air conditioning, antibacterial wipes, or we didn't live in sand is probably for the better. And just... And also the reason Americans, I try to get this through to Americans, the reason British people are not circumcised is because that costs the NHS. So they're like, we're not going to do an unnecessary surgery yeah. on you because that'll cost us money. In America, where it's all for profit, they're like, your baby needs circumcised. Yeah. Why? Because it, I can pay that guy 25 grand. That's money why. Please, money, please. But so it's also, capitalism, mostly. <laughs> capitalism. Uh, but the... Also, just as a sensitivity issue, I have lost so much sensitivity. You need to hammer away at the end of my cock really? for a while before I come. It's very different. Also, like, as a gay man, just negotiating the needs of people who are uncircumcised. So it's like driving a stick or a manual. Uh, does it get like the helia foot? Yeah. <laughs> you know how the helia foot's got? Yeah, like it looks callus- like your dock worker's like, uh, heel. When you've, when you've been lifting. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Calluses, yeah. Because that's yeah, I have to thing. get the ped egg onto it yeah. just to get down to the softer skin. <laughs> but do, you, do, you, <laughs> do they have a ped egg here? I've heard of a ped egg. It's, the ped egg is the thing you use to grate the end of your heel yeah. so you get all the dry skin off. Yeah. I prefer letting the little uh, fish in those Asian shops. Oh, uh, yeah. I dip my cock in one of those <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, let yeah, fish them pedicure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem is I lose 30 centimetres each time. But I 30 centimetres. <laughs> I've got a five meter long cock. Yeah. It's like yeah, a tapeworm. If, if I do that, I'd probably get a catch. Yeah. <laughs> just me with the great Marlin, just uh, on the end of my cock, like a Tinder profile. Just throw it back. <laughs> catch and release. That's uh, how they invented the term. I went to one of those little fucking. Oh, uh, that's uh, my pronouns are catch and release. Sorry. Go, it's all a, sorry. No, no, write it down. Use it for stage. Um, I went to one of those like fishy. The, 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 the dead thing of your pedicure things in Singapore with uh, Craig Hill and I, I it was, Instagram was that there. that that is a TikTok waiting to happen that is a documentary fish pedicure in so, Singapore with Craig, Craig Hill, Hill. But it's like you've spanned three wheels and he's come just up with there that. with chopsticks like, this sushi is great <laughs> <laughs> this is fantastic soul food <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Leave now. Or just find a good perch to sit on. Yeah, yeah. There's a time and a place. Um, 
Let's talk about this in scale, shall we? <laughs> this has to stop. <laughs> no, there's none. It just has to stop. There's no, there's no push button there. Okay. Okay. We'll slowly get over this. <sighs> I'm going to kill myself. Help uh, me, Cod. <laughs> right, can we move on? This is where we're all trying to think of this. No, 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 no. no, no. Stop <laughs> before it gets stuck. As soon as the cogs need to turn, it needs to stop. <laughs> Okay. Uh, this is even before social media because I, I think we've really jumped the shark. Because <laughs> I'm having a whale of a time. <laughs> I didn't even... Finn. <laughs> there, there it is. Thank God. Thank fuck for that. Oh God. It was so like you a... went to Singapore with Craig Hill getting a fish pedicure. <laughs> this is going to be very underwhelming. But I remember, I, I think I put it on Facebook because it was even before fucking Twitter. This is a hate crime. And, and somebody went. Do you, uh, you know that's crime. really bad for the fish? We're finished. We're finished, Ruben. Stop. Oh, it's a post credit. It's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's a really low-budget podcast. Uh, someone on Facebook, one of my friends, was like, you know that's really bad for the fish? And I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't I didn't think it was good. Like, I, I didn't... I, like, like, at no point... At no point when I'm sticking my feet in there, I'm like, oh, I hope these re- they release these fish later. It's 50 fish this big. I'm sorry. There is no part of my animal-loving heart that even gives the faintest of fucks about Do you think fish. they're slowly eating into your foot? Please help me. Yeah. I get paid nine quid an yeah. hour. Like, like the Primark people, like the Primark no, kids. If they could do that, I would request they just chewed Andy, like in Toy Story, on the bottom <laughs> of my soul. <laughs> Those fish are the equivalent of fast fashion. <laughs> the fast pedicure. Yeah. Um, do you, like, oh, well, here's another question I have for you. Um, I did a routine in one of my specials, which was about how I, and you're the same with me, we both shave our arseholes. Right. right. Shave them. Yeah. Shave them. Brave. Uh, thank you. Um, and because I'm here to call white straight men brave. <laughs> I bear back, they bear minimum. <laughs> Actually, we all bear grudges. <laughs> fucking like bear grills when I'm down there. <laughs> hey, I veet. I veet ball to asshole. What's veet? Veet is like a hair removal cream. Oh. That means I don't need just 10 minutes. Whack it on my balls, whack it on here, and then do my little wings at the top here. Yeah. And I put a timer on for 10 minutes. And then you get it a little plastic out. razor. Plastic, like um, soft silicone razor, and you just wipe and it all comes away. Because oh, I, I didn't bring this up on the podcast with Cara the other day, right? But um, um, so I, I, I knew it was just the, 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 Cara had like finished her cycle and it was getting to the, uh, and she was like, we're, you know, we can start going we're back again. in business. Back in business. Right. Just flip the door open. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and man, it's difficult with a child because they occasionally like wake up, you've got to make sure that they're going to be down. And there's nothing more and less sexy than your wife whispering in your ears. Can you be done in 10 minutes here? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man. <laughs> you need that. If there's any time I need a time limit, it's when I'm bent over with a hand mirror, shaving, putting a razor near the most sensitive part of my body. I want a clock ticking down. So, uh, so, so, so I'm, I, know I'm, I know we're going to have sex within like the next three days based on when we can sort of get it done. And it's been a while since I'd tripped. So I do, my, I do my butt, and that's just for me. That's just for wiping. I think wiping yeah. your arm. Leg over your head like a contortionist. I, like you're about to climb through a tennis racket. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we call that the calamari or the salted pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like you're going to fit through a tennis racket. It's wonderful. It's a fucking great image. So, so, um, I'm, I'm, so I do that and I'm like, well, I'm, while I'm here, I might as well. Like I'm, I get I get like a fair bit of pubes there and I, and I don't think, me personally, I would never want to be, yeah, yeah I'm quite, I'm quite, I can get quite puby. You look like you have an, an like Man. hairless, like a, a Hiroshima level of hairlessness. Oh, it's all, it's all here and my and right round my. Oh, arse. you're a fawn. Mine, all is, below the waist. Mine's is bright ginger. <laughs> just the Tomness. I want that. I have got. Cutler. It's all Cutler. just like a vaguely hairless, not hairless. It's like a vaguely colourless mm. body hair. But I've got I to want something either blonde or ginger. Would it's, be it's hot. tricolor, right? I've got like ginger there, and then like dark brown around me cock, and then me blonde blonde balls. Me ball hair's like fucking You've white. Got a Neapolitan cock. <laughs> yeah, it's tricolor. <laughs> it just needs a waffle in it, doesn't it? Can you please start an OnlyFans, <laughs> please? Uh, but like, don't yeah, I don't think it would. You would be his only fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna turn down that only, ten quid a month. Only fan. Yeah, just only fan. Just that. Um, so you you were there. So I'm like, I I start like trimming the sides and like I obviously use the scissors to just reduce the length yeah. of the main bits. And then I'm trying to get down the sides and and like a fucking idiot, I go, oh fuck, I've gone in too much on that side. Uh, I'll just even up here. Oh fuck, I've gone too much on that side. I could just go Did back. You end up with like a little fucking Hitler mustache. Just <laughs> a little cut, Brazilian. I've got Is that a, Brazilian? No. I've, I've got a Brazilian landed strip. A landing strip. A landing strip. I've, I've, I've got a landing strip. And not of like the lovely landing strips that we I guess that gives the pubic lice the two little neon things <laughs> I go guiding them in. <laughs> yeah. There. I had to come downstairs to my poor wife and be like, uh, so I um yeah, I shaved my best. She was like, I like I know you think that's for me, but yeah, cool, whatever. I'm like, I think I am. Um, I think I shaved too much. And she immediately put down her phone, sat up and went, let me see. And I'm like, I have to explain. She's like, just let me see. Just let me see what you've done. I I don't need context. I just need to. And I pull it down. And I think it was 15 minutes before she could look me in the eye again. That's so funny. Why would you just whip it off? Like that's going, worse. That's worse. That's uh, objectively worse. I'll go full fucking all off. Like, what? I'll, what? I'll get, like let it grow back and it turns into like kind of fucking funny hair. And how, does, how does Natalie react when you turn up with fucking no hair? That's fucking fine. Just, really? Like that. That's, that's what he's whipping all off. I think it's, a, it's best when it's like in a fucking bit of like just past stubble, so it's not itchy. Oh yeah, because so another girl loves so a go, fucking stubble burn on her You want a, a three-day growth, like I, a designer stubble on, got, on your shaft? You know what? Like I, I use a manscape doing it the hilt now, so it goes in at stubble. But I've I've never been a stranger to getting it all off with a fucking razor. All off. All off. I oh, with a fully. razor. Yeah. Use Vite. It's um, so less dangerous. My problem but is... what happens if you leave it on for more than 10 minutes? Do you know what? For me, we've used the sensitive one not much. Okay. Some people get a reaction to it, but I don't. Maybe I've just got balls of steel. Yeah. Um, but for me, just less dangerous. And I just I get to be really specific about what I want hairless and what I don't. And then the rest I just trim with scissors. Maybe I'll do Vite then, because like somebody suggests- try Vite. Sen- get the one for sensitive skin. Don't yeah, get yeah. the other one because that's the one that will like sear your skin. You know, if you let it overgrow, like you've just been on a like long tour or whatever, and you haven't, yeah. and it's, it starts being unkempt. Do you do the thing where like you twizzle it around and then snip it with the scissors? Yes, yes, yes. Before yes, you yes, get the yes, you've got it. It's the same it. when the wolf cut was really in vogue for girls, so they would just be like twisting bits of their hair and cutting, so it would come in shaggy. Uh, also, this is very different. This is obviously men with partners or people with partners on a tour versus a single person on a tour because me on a tour, I never let it 
overgrow because that is the prime time mm-hmm. when I have a hotel where I don't have to clean the sheets. Cara yeah. and Natalie to, have to us no, where this is useless. Yeah. Cara and Natalie have no delusions and no fears that we cheat while we're on the road because when we come back we're like <laughs> it's fat. in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hairy bush and a big belly. Yes, get out of yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've let everything go. Yeah. Love me. Yeah. I'm back worse than before. <laughs> Remember the image of me that was in your head when I'm left? Well, he's fucking dead, bitch. But this is the other part of our touring. This is the other part of stand-up versus what I do. You doing stand-up encourages so many unhealthy habits or just um, uh, a sedentary lifestyle. Whereas me on tour, I am... The shows are so fucking athletic. You've, yes. You'll see it here. I'm dripping in sweat the whole time. Yeah. I'm drinking too much water. I'm sleeping. It's, uh, I'm shoving as much food in as I can. I'm kind of, I come back from tour and I've lost so much weight. At the end of these two weeks, I'll be the, a ghost in a shell, yeah. which yeah. means all of Asia will be wondering, why is Scarlett Johansson playing me? <laughs> <laughs> So you get your you get your workouts. The more you work, the more you work. I hate being in a gym, but as a gay man, I want to, you know, I want to subscribe to a really harmful aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I get to, I do it in the shows. Oh, that's another thing, you know, with the shaving it all off. You've got to have abs if you're doing that. You can't have a gut and completely bald. Uh, you can, you know, like because you, if you've yeah. got a bit of fur on you, then especially in the queer community, if you've got a bit of fur on you. The cuddliness of you is accessorized by the aesthetic of bear. Okay. Or cub. Mm-hmm. Or wolf, if Ot- you get otter older. Otter is another one. I'm what? an otter. I'm a slim, fairy gentleman. What's, what a, what's, a, what's a fat, bald guy? Um, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> eels. Eels. Eels? Is that right? Maybe seals. I just made that up. Seals would be a No, one. not seals. Walrus. Well, those eels, what about that? What about the hagfish? The one that's long and thin <laughs> but secretes a lot of mucus so it can get away from predators? That oh, feels appropriate. Right. Yeah. Hagfish. That feels good. Um, well, Daniel, I don't know I don't know what you look like younger, but you both would be, I think, now twunks. twunks. Which is a twink that has twanked its last twunk. <laughs> it's the past tense of twink. Hairless, thin. Kind of young, sort of chicken. You might have been chicken at a stage. My fucking ego there, when you went, you two are twunks. I went, oh, that's obviously twinks and hunks. <laughs> Aww. Not an out-of-tune twink. An out-of-tune twink. <laughs> that is a very accurate description of me. I can't sing for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. a little flat. <laughs> yeah, so they'll get the tuner and get the hammer and that little twist where they twist the wires. All right, I've got some twinkling tears back in. It's like if uh... you absolutely would have. I bet you two in like white singlets and light blue jeans with your hair spiked in a gay club. Yeah. Oh my god, your holes would have been battered like calamari. Means <laughs> <laughs> already in trouble. I've had any of the beaten. Uh, he couldn't be gay. He he shits blood just regularly. I haven't in a while. But it used to be my thing. That's growth. <laughs> what a USP for a comedian. It was my MO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, M- that was your first M- flirt. positive. <laughs> <laughs> you just sort of Rothko'd the toilet in a mix of like yeah. reds that seeped into brown. Well, I'd, lo- I'd look at the bowl and go, well, it's claret. That's, that's fresh blood. I don't need to worry have you, about that. Um, have you had that checked out? Or is that just... Yeah, a- yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a, they found out what blood type he was with the prostate exam. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, they just said Natalie needs to cut her nails. <laughs> 
which is a fair fair thing and a sacrifice she should yeah, make. Yeah. Um, where can our lovely fans uh, see? Because you've been doing the K hole. Is it Thursday to Sunday? or Is it Friday to Sunday? Thursday to Saturday. Thursday to Saturday. Thursday. Saturday. We've added. When does this go out? It's, uh, Thursday. Thursday. What day? Tomorrow. 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 Uh, tomorrow. No, is it tomorrow or Monday? Monday. Yeah. This is Monday's episode. Yeah. Okay. This is Monday. Oh, yes. it's next Monday's episode. Wednesday to Saturday. We're doing a Wednesday show. We've added a show on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and it's in a 500-seater Spiegel tent. Amazing. So we're getting our big hitters in for the acts. And it's already selling really well. K-Hole goes Wednesday to Saturday. And then my solo show is Tuesday to Sunday uh, at 7.50 p.m. You can find all the details on my website, rubenk.com. I'm also going out on tour throughout the UK and Europe. Get him. Uh, what are you doing Get in We've got uh, loads of people all over Europe. Great. So. I'm doing Stockholm. I'm doing Oslo. I'm doing uh, Amsterdam. I'm doing Brussels. Keep talking. I'm doing, I think I'm doing a Berlin date. We're still yeah. waiting to find yeah. a Berlin date. So all podcast listeners, you fucking, to get Ruben back on this podcast, you have to go to these shows to prove that we actually can sell yeah, tickets Yeah, please do, behalf. please do, because I listen and people come up and say, I heard you on this podcast, so I know which podcasts are the good ones to do. Do us all a favor, go to the show and make sure that he's aware that it's worth coming back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm doing um, Leeds, Bristol, Brighton, Manchester, um, Sheffield, and I'm doing a residency in London at the South Bank Centre, which is yeah, a full two-hour version of the show yes. with a six-piece band and uh, an interval. It's a it's a huge, huge thing on the South Bank in London. Just go to my website. All my dates are You've there. You've got options? Oh. No, RubenK.com. Very simple, very easy. And Ruben K on all social media platforms. And, Except uh, on Grinder, where I'm Plugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the end of The Fringe, are you and me going to see any more gay theatre together? I hope so. There is a play I want to see, uh -huh. um, I think, uh, at Summer Hall, uh -huh. uh, which is four men of very different ages discussing their chemsex experiences in various stages of undress. And I think that that's the one right. for let, us. Let me, let me know when you go to that. I'll come. Well, there's poppers at the door. Actually. So, no. <laughs> Hello, I already had the tickets in my basket there. <laughs> As my tour has proven, straight men will swallow anything. Finn. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>